Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Beautiful, wasn't it? Can we just appreciate Robin and the team? That was just utterly stunning. That was so stunning. It was just amazing. Who enjoyed the royal wedding yesterday? I love that preacher. Oh, I was so excited. I was on the edge of my seat. And I was just like, that was powerful. So powerful. I just thank God that so many people heard the gospel yesterday. All across the the world, they heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to celebrate that as a church because that is a miracle. Nearly two billion people heard about the love of God. Oh, just so good. Really, really good. So we're on our last uh, day of the extra mile. But don't stop walking the extra mile, will you? So uh, I'm really privileged to be preaching this morning because if you didn't know, today's Pentecost. (laughs) So I'm believing for great things into your heart and life today. Amen. So um, our basis for this whole uh, series was Isaiah 11. And Isaiah 11 talks about the seven characteristics of God and it, it talks about the spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, spirit of knowledge, spirit of the fear of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. And today it is the spirit of the Lord because yeah. it's Pentecost. Yeah. Do you like the big flowy thing I'm wearing today? <laughs> I feel like maybe the Holy Spirit's with me because I can flow. <laughs> Catherine Coleman, yes, yeah. rise up and walk. <laughs> I thought... Let's get flowy today. (laughs) So uh, let's just pray, shall we? Thank you, Lord, that you're already ministering into our hearts. And right now we open up our hearts wide for you to speak to us. Spirit of revelation come upon us. Lord, we just want to go deeper into you today. And Lord, we want something to release in our hearts that just takes us on that extra mile, that takes us further than what we ever dreamt or imagined. Lord, we just take out all things that would cause our, our minds and our hearts to not go to that place right this morning. And we ask you now, do something amazing in the midst of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you ever play a game as a kid where you hold the hand of your friend... Okay, and you walk along the road and one closes their eyes and the other one has their eyes open and one leads the other one. But when you open your eyes, you're like, wow, I can't believe how far we've got. So I used to grab the, the, my friend's hand, who I thought I trusted, and we would walk and, uh, and, and then she'd go, open your eyes. I'm like, wow, you know, this is amazing. We've come this far. The only thing is she led me into the middle of the road once. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay, I thought I trusted you, but this is probably going a little too far. But uh, when I was sharing this with Kevin, he said, oh, I can, Kevin always ups me on my stories. <laughs> so he said, oh, me and my brother Michael... We held hands, well that's weird in the first place, (laughs) and we walked together but we both closed our eyes. (laughs) And they only opened their eyes when they felt the car bonnet on their legs. (laughs) So basically they'd walked into the road and a car had to stop before they they were run over. So that's taken it to a little extreme, which is pretty much Kevin's life, isn't it? Yes, I'm the one preaching now, Kevin. (laughs) 
and so, uh, but it was a good game. Who's ever played that game? Yeah. Lift your hand. Oh my goodness. Yes? Oh, right. Okay, my family has. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, guys, do you know what? You need to do it. But put your hand in someone that you trust, not someone who's going to lead you into a bit. And we did as, as YA once, like our YA, when we were leading it, we did an all night walk across the South Downs, which are like these hilly. Downs, hills, hilly hills. And, uh, but it was an all-night walk, and uh, it was amazing. It was scary. Uh, we experienced some incredible things. Um, but it got to near the end of it, and I'm like, I am so tired. I literally could walk and sleep at the same time. So Kevin was with me, fortunately. I trusted him for this moment in time, and it actually paid off because I put my hand in his, and we walked together, and I literally closed my eyes for pretty much the last part of the walk and kind of slept walked, walk slept, whatever. And, and he led me all the way home without bumping into a car or getting run over. And I completely put my trust in him and it actually paid off. We got home and I, I, I had a little sleep on the way. You see, when you put your hand in somebody you can trust, you can be led. You can be led to safety. You can have an assurance that where they are taking you, you will be fine and it will be okay. And that's what it's like putting a hand in the hand of God and saying, I want to be led by you, Holy Spirit, because I trust you and I am safe with you. So this morning I want you to put your hand in the hand of the Holy Spirit and know that he is taking you to your destination. Know that he is going to take you all the way to wherever you need to go and he is never going to leave you and never going to forsake you. You see, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So we need to put our trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit because he knows where we need to go and he, needs, he knows the steps that we need to take. Yeah. But when we have our eyes of opening to our own reasoning, our own eyes, somehow we think we know better. But I want you this morning to close the eyes of your own reasoning and close them and just allow the Holy Spirit to take you on the journey that he wants to take you because we walk by faith and not by sight. Today, I want you to be led into the depths of his spirit, the safety of your calling. You see, when you walk in your calling, you're safe because you're in the will of God. The security of his knowing not your knowing. Do you know how it's going to pan out in your life? So we need to know and trust the knowing of our God that he knows how our life is going to pan out. And so we need to trust in his knowing, security and trust in the promise of your destination. And so I'm, I was led to this scripture. It's a bit of an old scripture to kind of read from, but uh, you'll understand it as I am, unpack it for you. But this morning I want you to turn to Ezekiel. Now, it's a funny book, Ezekiel, because most of it is depressing. <laughs> so if you're depressed, don't read Ezekiel. <laughs> Trust me, okay? But near the end of it, there's, I mean, the Valley of the Dry Bones, that's not depressing, that's amazing. Um, but near the end of it, in chapter 47, there's this most amazing uh, scripture. And you see, it's Ezekiel's task to bring the word of God to his people. Let, get their hearts to return back to God. 
and he unfolds this amazing vision that he has. And in Ezekiel 47, it says this. In my, is that me? I don't know. It's not my chains, is it? Okay. In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see water flowing out through the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream. Uh, oh, that says it. That's good. A uh, thousand cubics, which is 1,750 feet. Anybody work in meters here? Because I worked it out for you. It's 533.4 meters. So that just gives you so much knowledge right now. So here we are. He took me along the stream, um, 750, uh, 1,750 feet. Then he led me across. The, wa the water was up to my ankles. He measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time, the water was up to my knees. And another 1,700 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured me another 1,750 feet. There's a pattern here. And the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk in. And I was just, I've been, I was inspired by this message when I was in um, a conference in February and they brought this scripture and it's never, it had, just hasn't left me, this scripture. And I find it so incredible. It's slightly weird, but it's incredible. Um, and, you know, I, I, these, these healing waters that have been released, I mean, I love to walk by rivers. I find them so inspiring. I find them so just calming. I find them just relentless in the way that they just flow over the rocks and, and everything. I just find them the most amazing things. And, you know, the Bible says that there is a river. In Revelation, it says there is a river that flows, a crystal river that flows from the throne room of God. But I'm so in awe of this piece of scripture because it's so prophetic that it talks about the temple, it talks about the door, and it talks about water flowing out from under the door. Well, is not Christ our temple? Yeah, yeah. Is he not our door? Mm, and yeah. is it, was it not his side that was pierced, that yeah. water, healing waters, came from his side, the healing river that came from the side of God? And I was so inspired by this uh, scripture because Ezekiel was led bit by bit into this river. And uh, it says in uh, Ezekiel stood there and he had complete access to the river. Mm. You see, they can either stand and watch the river of God, the Holy Spirit moving in other people's lives, or you can access it yourself. And there he was and he was standing and he was led little by little into this river. It was there for him to access the healing waters that were going to bring life and vitality. He was led into those waters. And when you are led into the Holy Spirit, all that can happen is life and vitality can come upon you. All that can happen is something powerful that enters into your life if you choose to access the river of God, the Holy Spirit. And so here he is. At no point did he say, I'm not going any further. 
You see, the thing is, on the inside, there's a default button on the inside that says no. Because for whatever reason, fear, insecurity, no understanding, whatever it is, we stand this side and we go, ah, no, I don't think I can, I don't think I can access, I don't know what's going to happen. But at Ezekiel, at no point did he make that decision. He allowed himself to be led. And I say to you this morning, allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 55 says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. So there is an invitation to come to these waters. Every single one of you is invited to come into the waters and into the river of God because that's where life flows and that's where healing is. In the waters, the Holy Spirit of God. And so here we are. And you know, has, every, has anyone ever been dropped into the deep end of a swimming pool? Have you? It's not a great experience. <laughs> it's not a great experience when you've been dropped or pushed into the deep end of a swimming pool. A lot of people decide I'm, I'm not going to swim from then on, don't they? That's it. But the thing is, when you are led on a journey bit by bit, you actually grow with that. You actually get stronger. You actually, when you learn to swim and you learn to go deeper, it's amazing how you don't realize the depth of the waters because you actually feel so safe. And our God, he leads us deeper into the depths of him and into the depths of his spirit. Ezekiel leaned in and said, yes, I'm taking the next step. Do you know the amazing thing about this scripture is that it was measured out a thousand cubits at a time, 1,750 feet each time. Each time it was the same amount. Each time it was the same amount. He would go into his ankles, he would go into his knees, go to his waist and then all in. And I was just like, God, what is this? Why is it the same every time? And the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and says, because I know how far to lead you. I know how far to take you in a little bit deeper. See, we're all on a journey with God, right? Whether you're come and you're just discovering him today or whether you've been on a journey for a long time. We are discovering the depth of God. We are discovering his spirit. But he knows how to lead us and how far to lead us because he knows you. And every step, there is a faith step. We walk by faith and not by sight. His experience matched his depth. You see, there is more. With God, there is more than enough extra mile. He always does over and above what we ever thought or imagined. Did I ever think that I would be standing in front of you and preaching one day? No. But just responding to the, yes, I will just go a little bit deeper. Yes, I will go a little bit deeper. And whatever it is in your life, I want you to decide in your heart this morning, yes, I want to go a little bit deeper. Because he will lead you in exactly the amount that you need to go. Are you hearing me this morning? The further the river goes, the fuller it grows. And the gifts of the Spirit are exercised. I just find it so incredible. See, the first thing, he took him and he led him up to his ankles. Now, in our family, uh, uh, weak ankles run in the family. So... It's quite a cha- 
quite a challenge to wear uh, to wear high heels, but I've 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 determined I'm going to wear high heels, and I'm, I, I've strengthened my own ankles. I feel <laughs> by wearing high heels through pain, but all gain, I can now wear high heels. But like Boaz, for instance, sorry Boaz, but you know he's had he's. <laughs> He's double you got high <laughs> <laughs> No high heels. We could train your ankles. But this weak ankles, all our shoes are kind of, we wear them off on the inside because our ankles sort of bend in. But that's not Boaz. But what I'm saying about Boaz is that he's double jointed. So he used to run as a kid, and you'd watch him run as a kid, and it's like everything would just collapse underneath him. Because, <laughs> and he would end up on the floor. But, but, He'll strengthen your ankles, Boaz, don't worry. <laughs> but you see, the ankle allows us to walk, run, jump. It permits movement and contributes to lower limb stability. And so that's how important our ankles, because our ankles represent our walk with God. And so he led him up to the ankles. Who knows what it feels like? When you go into the river, you, you, you go up to your ankles and you come out and you are so refreshed. Your feet and your ankles are so refreshed. You feel like, right, that is just like, I've got a new lease of life because I have got up into my ankles. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. When he comes upon our walk with God, there is a refreshing. You see, we can get into our walk with God and we're striving. We're saying, oh, I think I should do this. I must do that. I must do this. I must do that. But when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, there's a whole new walk with God that opens up, that takes all striving out and you start to you start to be able to run and you start to be able to have energy within your walk with God because you need the Holy Spirit on your everyday walk yes, with God yeah. and your faith. And so he led him into the ankles and he led him in and I was thinking to myself how amazing that story where Peter and John are going to pray and they walk past the temple and there's the lame man. And the lame man says, give me arms, give me arms, give me your money, I, I need your money. And Peter and John's got to walk up to him and look, look at me, because you know we've got to make a connection with God. Look at me. And he said, silver and gold I have not, I have none. But what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. He took him by the right hand and he lifted him up. And he, and he said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he went leaping and praise, walking and praising God. If your faith walk this morning needs to be raised up and strength in it, then, then look at the face of God. Come in an intimacy with the Holy Spirit and rise up on the inside, walking and praising God. If you can't praise and worship God this morning, if you're tired in your faith, you just need to be led into the river up to your ankles and the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and a joy in your praying, a joy in your worshipping, a joy in your every walk with God will come upon you. For I tell you this morning that the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon your faith walk so that you could be strong, that your ankles will not be weak and you will be able to run with perseverance the race that has been set before you. You will be able to run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint. This is you this morning. Your faith walk does not have to be weak. It can be full of the power of God. Ah, There we go.
Got that bit over. Number two. (laughs) He led him up to his knees. You see, the knee joint is one of the strongest and the most important joints in the human body. Did you know that? Now you do. It allows the lower egg... egg. (laughs) It allows the lower egg... (laughs) Talking too much about the Holy Spirit is not helpful. It allows the lower... That's the one. To move relative to the thigh while supporting the whole body weight. So here is Ezekiel and he's already been led in by his ankles and now he's been led to his knees. See, the, all these are so significant. We just read past the word of God. But the knees are the, one of the strongest joints in the human body and support the human body. Isn't it also, might be the strongest place that we have, but it's also significant of humility. Yeah. It's also significant yeah. of prayer. It's also significant of worship. And it's a place where, where our will really is given over. Because our will is like the strongest place of us. That if it's not surrendered to the Holy Spirit, then we're not led in the right direction. We can't be led by the Spirit because we are pursuing our own will. We're pursuing what we think is best for our life, not what God thinks is best for our life. And so the knees are just a place where, it's like a paradox, they're the strongest, but they're the places where humility comes. And in Ephesians 3 verse 14 it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, from the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So when we... It's, we come at the weakest point. We come in humility and we bow the knee. But in doing bowing the knee, he strengthens us on the inside. If we would humble ourselves and we would pray, then God will do a move and a mighty work. And what we need to do is submit our will to his will and say, yes, I want to do your will. Yes, I want to humble myself before you. This is how you go deeper into the river. We say, I want more of God. Well, this is how you get more of God. God. You say, it's not my will that is be done, but your will that be done. Because when it's his will, you're, you're walking in the safety of the call of God upon your life. See, close your eyes to your own reasoning and let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the calling of God upon your life. So friends, I want to say as we enter into this new season of prayer, as we enter into this thing that's happening on Sunday nights, will you humble yourself? Will you say your will be done, not my will be done? Yes, I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray for the power of God to move in my life, in the person sitting next to me life, in the life of this church and in the life of this city. Because do you realize how powerful it is when we get on our knees before God and we say, I want you to move. I'm putting myself away right now so that the life of the Spirit, the love of God, the power of worship, when we worship God, we have to take our eyes off of ourselves and worship Him. When we worship, it's it's not my will, it's your will be done. So let worship be restored. Oh my goodness, strengthen my knees. (laughs) 
Come on, friends. Let worship come upon you. Let faith and prayer come upon you. Let the river touch your will on the inside so that you bow the knee to him and say, right, I want a fresh move in my own life, let alone everybody else's life. Let's pray for a new spirit of prayer to come upon everyone. That this place is filled on a Sunday night. That kids are praying and they're laying hands on the sick and they're going to recover. Those who don't know how to pray are going to learn how to pray. And they're going to split the heavens and move the heavens. Command this and command that. Loose that and loose that. And we see miracles come forward. Down in the Eastbourne Church, uh, Rob Smiley has been doing an intense time of prayer in his church. And they have seen four... Four people who were in long comas, long-term comas, wake up through the power of prayer. So I'm asking you to humble yourselves and pray and allow God to move through you. You might not be able to pray long, fancy prayers. I tell you, that's not what it takes. It needs a heart that says, your will be done, not mine. So let's, let's get on our knees, shall we? He led me up. He led me to my waist. Loins. <laughs> What are them words, isn't it? <laughs> he led me to my loins. <laughs> what is it about that word? Anyway, once we've got over our loins. <laughs> but it's a place, you see, this, this core, it's a place of strength and vigor. It's your core. It's the lower back and waist. I didn't know that's where the loins were, by the, by the way. I thought they were somewhere else. <laughs> Come forth from your loins. (laughs) But, you know, it's a place of strength. You know, when your core is strong, everything's strong. Okay? You talk to Robin. (laughs) I keep doing this to Robin. If you can plank for a minute, you're getting there, right? Oh, that wasn't a good response. Okay. You know what planking is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to show you. I don't have time. I would if I had time. But it's a place that needs protection. Yeah, My yeah. mum used to say to me, oh, don't, don't wear a short top or tuck, tuck your shirt in. You'll get a chill in your kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever told anyone of that? I was terrified I was going to get a chill in my kidneys. I, was t- I still do. I have this little top on underneath normally. And I just tuck it all in in case I get a chill in my kidneys. <laughs> but you understand. Strong men have a girdle around their waist. Um, let's just show that, that number two, picture number two. That's to make sure. See, look. This is how I see the men of the church. I do. Because, because there is something about men, when they rise up and they allow the Holy Spirit to move upon their lives, that they can just, the strength of a man when he prays, the strength of a man when he just, he's so ready for God to move on him, that we've got strong men. And I don't mean physical strength. I mean men of God. Men of faith that can move things and and just do so much great. I've got to move on anyway. So in Isaiah 11, which is where our basis scripture comes from, in verse 5 it says, Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. And it's the very core. And, and faithfulness and righteousness needs to be the very core of who we are. The strength of who we are. The belt of truth of who we are. Yeah. And, and it's a place of readiness. 
you know what they used to do? It also it's a place where the, the sword was hung. So ready for battle, ready at any point, is where they had a, a girdle and then the, or, or a belt and they would raise their sword. And, um, but also, uh, it, it's a place where they used to wear the long robes. Okay? So when they needed to run or where they needed to just battle and war, they would literally, good job I don't have a skirt on, they would grab the, their, their cloaks and they would tuck it in their 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 belt or their waist and then they were ready they were ready for war they were ready for work they were ready to do whatever needed to happen it was like a quick I've got my shorts on I'm ready so (laughs) and and you know and when the Holy Spirit comes upon you we need to have a readiness for whatever it is whether it's to 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 war in the realm of the spirit whether it's just to to get up and work for Jesus whatever it is there's a readiness within the core of you that says as I do things right as I do things faithfully as I have the will of God upon my life Jesus I'm so ready as your Holy Spirit tells me what to do when I need to do it I'm a little bit excited this morning but here we go so when you have the readiness, you can accomplish anything. Fruitfulness comes from it. Uh, lift your hand if you're over 45. Kevin? <laughs> I want you to ask a question to yourself this morning. How many? Do that again. How many over 45s do we have? Oh, I love you. Are you dead? Are you dead? You have to ask yourself, am I dead? Do they look dead to you? Everybody else? If you're not dead, you're not done. You're not done. If you're not dead, you're not done. Because the Holy Spirit can come upon you. Anything can happen. You see, Elijah sent his son up. uh, Sent Ahab up to check for rain. He says, go on, check for rain. Seven times, check for rain, check for rain. And then he comes back and he says, I see a cloud. The size of a man's hand. He says, good. Go and get your chariot and go quickly before you get cut off because of the rain. But then something amazing happens. The Holy Spirit comes on Elijah. He girds up his loins. And the Holy Spirit comes upon him and he manages to run faster than the chariot. And hear me today, when you have a readiness, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and there's already a readiness that I'm going to run, then there's a supernatural power that comes upon you that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you ever thought or imagined. And something supernatural happens in your life that you suddenly see things happen around you. And I've got to wind this up real quick right now. He led him into the deep right up so that he had to swim. He was led into the deep. At this moment, he had to lose control. He'd gone from his ankles, he'd gone to his knees, he'd gone to his waist, but now he was all in. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit is asking us to go all in. See, we're all like certain stages in our lives, in our faith walk. And this might be you. You might be just at the ankle stage. Or you might be at the stage where just, I've, got to, I've got to humble myself and before God and say, Do you know, I trust that you know what's right for my life, so I'm going to surrender to your will. I'm going to be ready for whatever you ask me to do. But ultimately, I want to be all in. I want to be 100% committed I want to be 100% trusting you, God, with, my, with, with 
with my life. And so, as we get, as we come in, we, we, he said he had to swim. His feet, he couldn't walk anymore. He had to swim. And that is like completely giving your life completely over to where the Holy Spirit wants to lead it. Because who knows when you get in a river, you've just got to let it go wherever the river goes. And we were, I was laughing about the runners this morning, like, why would you ever want to do that? I said, I'd rather, I said to Joe, I'd rather cycle or I'd rather swim. And, and uh, Joseph said, the trouble is when you're swimming and you get tired, you're really done for. <laughs> but then I thought, you know what? I just get, I just get, go with the current, go with the river, go with what God has. Like, I'm all in, Jesus. I am all in to what you have for my life. You saved me, you redeemed me, you washed me clean, your healing waters have literally saved my soul. And now I want to be all in. We just have to trust completely. In John 7, 38, it says, He who believes in me, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me. That's how you go all in. As the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. See, when you're in, the river comes out of you. When you're in, the healing waters can come out of you. You know, later on in Ezekiel, it says this in verse 9, and it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, will live. There will be a great multitude of fish. Are we not fishers of men? Because these waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Will you say yes to going all in? Because wherever you go in your life, something will live. Because you gave yourself to going all in. What you have on the inside is that river that can be released anywhere and everywhere that you go. Should we stand up? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.